0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: We're back live. I'm Dave Schrader sitting in for Henry Lake. And uh, listen, the playoffs, the football and NFL really irritated the viewers around the United States with the announcement that the uh, Chiefs Dolphins showdown was going to be on Peacock. And that, you know, if you didn't have standard uh, or if you're used to watching it on the standard channels or or the different uh, streaming services that you already own, this was going to be the new wrinkle. And I was thinking this is going to be a massive failure for the NFL, because when you start to uh, penalize viewers and force them to have to now find a new way to watch the game, I see this as being a major uh, fly in the ointment. However, this is why I'm not in big business, because. If you didn't know, history was made when this took place. The Peacock exclusive wildcard game pulled off a coup. They had a whopping 23 million total viewers, which is set records left and right. Uh, Nielsen says, as a matter of fact, this is the most streamed live event in U.S. history. That was a surprise to me because with pay-per-view events and the Mike Tyson fights that used to take place in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I would have thought for sure that that would have beaten them. And to find out that here we are, 23 million total viewers, the highest, most streamed live event in U.S. history, that's kind of mind-boggling. So not only did it dominate the TV screens, but it also took over the Internet and the game gobbled up. I think they said it was around... 30% Thirty percent of internet traffic on Saturday night, making it the most internet-heavy day ever in the United States, and uh, that drove me crazy because I was trying to do some work and access stuff for my my uh, day job and, and regular programming, and I was everything was bogged down, everything was slow when I tried to watch uh, different. Uh, streaming services through my Roku TV, yeah. everything wasn't working right. Everything because the
3: bandwidth is being used right. because of this football game that is only available
2: on one platform. Right, but they're saying, right? The the uh, Brian Roberts, the CEO of Comcast, gave a sh- shout out saying there were no technical hiccups or major back uh, black blah, backlash despite the influx of users. I say shenanigans. I don't know if it's because, you know, he's the 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 CEO of Comcast so he's got super elite connectivity. I was having trouble. I couldn't watch. I tried to put on Max, I tried to put on Disney. Uh, I was going to watch cartoons with my grandson. I couldn't access any of it. It would just freeze up. The only one I could get into was Peacock. That was the only one that it would load up for me and play. So I I think there was some shenanigans taking place here. And I'm curious Phone lines are open. If you've had any issues this weekend during the Peacock streaming of the playoff game, let me know about it. Call or text 651 461 And where do you stand on the streaming situation? Personally, I don't care. Business is business. You find new ways to put shows out there that are profitable for the networks that already exist. That's going to rub some people wrong. But apparently, it didn't really have any effect because... The ratings were up by 6% compared to last year's primetime AFC wildcard game. So for something that's so limited in scope, it's got the highest streaming in U.S. history Mm -hmm. and ratings were up 6%, which tells me it didn't impact as many people as were complaining about it. This tells me that this is not going to stop
3: that NFL streaming platform relationship. This just enforces what we already knew, and that is that eventually everything is going to be on a streaming platform. Oh sure. And this was a huge gamble, in my opinion, by Peacock to pay 110 million dollars for one game.
2: You're was paying. it 110? I thought wasn't it 180? Yeah, or something I, th- I thought it, I
3: thought it was 180, but I just saw something that uh, was was one time. I've, I've seen a couple of different ones. Uh, either way, that's a lot of money way, it's, for it's one a, game. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money for one game. And I'm a big proponent. I I'm, I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy and say you have to go back to the you know, old terrestrial TV with the black and white and the antenna. And the, the NFL is in a league of their own in the sense that they don't give two pieces of monkey, you know, Yahoo about the average fan. They don't. They Two don't. pieces of monkey yahoo, they,
2: your colorful language.
3: They, they, they don't care if they're going to price people out of attending games. They don't care if they're going to price out people from being able to, you know, go to Amazon Prime or to go to.
2: But the thing is, they're not pricing them out. People are still lining up to, you know, I used to have season tickets to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then when they introduced the the new concept of you have to buy a license for your seat. Yep. And then buy your seats. Uh, that was when they lost me. But that was my my choice. Well, and, and that
3: didn't stop
2: it from selling out.
3: No, and, and I'm I'm a complete hypocrite because we've got Viking season tickets. We have since 2009. Hey, uh-huh. that's good. Even when so we have we have been uh, subjected to a lot of awful football in person, <laughs> but. Even when we did, you know, even when we weren't living here, we still had our, our tickets and. Hey, you know, but on the
2: upside, you get to pay for overpriced uh, beer and hot dogs. I so do not drink
3: that. the beer at the stadium. Why? I, b- because it's overpriced.
2: Bread in a cup? You don't like <laughs> yeah, that?
3: No. <laughs> oh, come uh, on, I'll, I'll pay for a six. This is America, deposit. son. I know capitalism at its finest. <clears throat> but the NFL, to me, is it, it, it's, it's getting to the point where. They are making the product more difficult for the average, less tech savvy fan to access. And I think that's one of the problems that Major League Baseball is having right now with all of the issues with Diamond Sports and Bally's. Like, they don't even, the Twins don't even know where their games are going to be broadcast this summer. And we are two months away from spring training. Mm -hmm. The NFL, they are going to have people lining up stumbling over themselves for the opportunity to have I mean the the Sunday ticket has gone from direct TV to YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta have YouTube TV to watch Red Zone. You gotta have Amazon Prime, Prime Video, to watch Thursday, Thursday night football. Night, right. you, you gotta have Peacock to watch certain playoff games. The Super Bowl in a matter of years, mark my words, is going to be a pay-per-view stream only event that is going to be taken away from network television, no NBC, no CBS, no ABC or ESPN. And to me, I just feel like you're making the product more difficult to access. And to me, that's going to be a problem and it's going to drive away some of your more casual fans.
2: Right. But then the bubble's going to pop. If it really drives away the more casual fans, the bubble's going to pop, and I, I they're not th- going to have that kind of. They're, they're going to try it, and the first year it might go well because people are going to still want to watch the Super Bowl, and then the second year they're going to probably bump the price from nineteen ninety nine to to stream it to twenty nine ninety nine, and they'll lose a third of their audience, mm-hmm. and then they'll start to feel the crimp. But when you've kicked the price up you know, another 10 to 20 bucks and you lose a third, you You're still not feeling the the pinch. No, it's going to take five years, six years of correction. But in that time, they're also running the risk of, are people going to find alternate ways to, to, you know, college football just may become the more popular of the sports. And it, 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 I don't know that anything is ever going to be
3: able to overtake the NFL in terms of popularity. I thought it would have happened by now that this bubble would have burst because the NFL is turning into this global phenomenon. You know, they're trying to expand and go worldwide, which I appreciate it from a business perspective, but then you're talking about, you know, the higher price point for them. Is it going to be more advantageous and more profitable for them to have less consumers or more consumers at a lower price point or less consumers at a higher price point? Because I feel like that's where it's going is they want less consumers, but they're going to have a higher price point. And well, those I don't think they have... want
2: less consumers at the games because you want to sell the game out. And if you've got half-filled audiences, that's going to look horrible. But as long as the TV money and the streaming revenue, they could have But it luggage. won't be there. I, I don't think it'll be there. People will will, will start to stray away from it. That's why I said. It'll be some trial mm-hmm. and error. I, I can see what you're saying, and I believe that you're right. And, and they will end up going to a streaming-only version of this, and it'll bite them. And it'll either bite them and they'll they'll lose it, or they'll make it uh, readily acceptable. Listen, I pick up the YouTube TV every year just for football season. And the minute the game, the Super Bowl's over, I end it. And then I've got another six months before I have to worry about picking it up again. Yeah. And that's just the way I do it. And my my thought process is it's like sixty bucks a month to have what I've got. I'm gonna take that sixty bucks and I would have spent that on half a ticket for sitting in crap seats at the at the new uh stadium. Sure. So I'm okay with sixty bucks to have home, my my homemade chili, nachos, brats, whatever I want. And I'm able to sit right there. It's 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 and I don't have to pay insane prices on everything. So I'm fine with it. And if they're fine with that, they're gonna learn the hard way. But the problem is people still love it, and they're so addicted. That's why concert prices continue to go up. People are paying the prices. Eventually, it's there's going to be a correction. We'll just have to see what it looks like when it finally happens. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll see where this continues. Uh, it, it is interesting, although I do want to – let me throw this out to the audience. We'll come back to it. Uh, call or text on the WCCO call or text line 651-461-9226. Part of the reason that they're saying that this was such a successful game was because Taylor Swift was there. Do we really think that the that the ratings are going up because they're going to flash to the audience and see Taylor Swift sitting up in the stands uh, or in the box? Is that really going to have an impact? I think the novelty of that's going to wear off the longer they're together as well. I mean, it may be bringing more people to the NFL right now to watch it, but are they going to be staying long term? So what are your thoughts? Is that – any truth to the fact that, that we can now bow our heads to the, the miraculous cure-all Taylor Swift? And I'm not being facetious on that. She is rectifying a lot of problems in the entertainment field. And But are we now going to start saying that football is, is going to benefit because she's at a game and in I, the audience? Yeah,
3: and – the, the whole Taylor Swift thing, to me... Well, hold on, let's talk oh, about sorry, that. Sorry. we got go yeah, to the we'll go to we'll break. We'll come and back, back and talk
2: about that when we come back. Give us a call, 651-461-9226. We'll do that next on Newstalk 830-WCCO.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your
0: first three orders while
3: supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional terms apply
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: (laughs) We're back. We're talking Taylor Swift and the NFL. Is she really the savior of the National Football League? Has her presence in the stands really brought in that many new viewers? And again, I'm not slighting T-Swizzle understand i think she's an amazing entertainer in so many different ways but i also don't know if we can hang some of the ratings of the uh, current show uh, or the current uh, playoff game on just the fact that she was sitting in the audience
3: no i, I don't i don't to be i don't think taylor swift has any i don't think she's got any impact on the viewership of the game because when she's on like, i'm not one of these people who's like drastically offended like oh my god more taylor swift she's there as a fan, supporting her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. I don't have a problem with her being there. I don't have a well, problem. that's nice of you. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. like, yeah. She doesn't go there wanting to be the center of attention. No. I'm sure she would well, be just... They, I, these are the directors. These are the producers well, that are Well, but they saying, do
2: that with many of the players' wives in the audience. Th- but I, I, yeah, I feel.
3: Yeah. I feel like Taylor Swift is a lightning rod for NFL fans as if it's taking away... The sanctity of my football. Taylor Swift is ruining my Sunday. No, Taylor but that
2: Swift. Al Michaels took a hit because he refused to talk about her on the game. That was kind of ridiculous. You know, the fact is, he was there to talk football. He's not there to talk about uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's uh, relationship. So I get his yeah. point. I don't. I think Al Michaels.
3: I think Al Michaels has just got zero Fs to give at this point. Yeah. I man, mean the man 's done everything
2: no, not everything he was supposed, if he could have i think called one more Super Bowl, he would have uh, tied as the most uh, most calls on Super Bowl but listen, speaking of calls i 've got my buddy uh, local comedian and entertainer Adrian Washington on the line. I know the bitter taste of defeat is still in his mouth as my only friend that is a dallas cowboys <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> Uh, but there's there's news out there right now, Adrian, that Bill Belichick has officially had his first head coaching interview with another team just days after he parted with the New England Patriots. He went out to meet with the Atlanta Falcons on Monday, and they've interviewed Belichick for their head coaching vacancy. Uh, NFL media's Tom Pelissaro says no deal is imminent, but there is mutual interest between both sides. If Jerry Jones wants to hire Belichick to coach the Dallas Cowboys, though, he now knows the clock is ticking, and a lot of people are discussing Belichick and the Cowboys as a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. What are your thoughts about bringing in Belichick? Not going to happen. Not going to happen?
1: Not going to There's no way it's going to happen. Why? Jerry Jerry's too much of a control freak. Agreed. And Belichick's not a, he's not a yes man. Think about it. The dude just put Jimmy Johnson in the uh, Dallas Ring of Fame after 30 years, and Jimmy gave us two. Technically, Jimmy gave us three Super Bowls because it was still his team. And he was that bitter about Jimmy wanting control.
2: You're right. And what oh. was it? Didn't uh, Troy uh, Aikman say he had to help broker the peace wave there in order for yeah. this to finally take place? And you're right, right. 30 years. Yeah, and
1: half the guys that was congratulating uh, Jimmy, they were all his players, and they've been in it since, like, the early 2000s. So there's no way, Belichick. That's why when people say it, I'm like, do you
2: know who Jerry Jones is? Right. That's been my thought about this thing since the beginning when they're talking about Belichick going to Dallas. Now, listen, it makes sense that that is one of the most high profile NFL teams out there. They haven't done very well in a very long time, and they certainly need that kick and that motivation. Um, If you put egos aside, if if, uh, Jerry Jones stood back and said, this is your team, do with it as you please. Do you have enough faith in Bill Belichick to turn this into a winning team? Because as soon as Tom Brady left the Patriots, there was a distinct noticeable difference in that team, and the winning did not continue for this and all-time that's, winning. That's kind of what I
1: mean, man. Like, right. Belichick's more of a defensive mind. Like He hasn't done it. It's not like you can just put him anywhere, and he's just going to kill it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he, he, he won six championships because he had Tom Brady. He had one dude that... Said, I'm gonna take the world by storm. I don't know if they make them guys anymore.
2: <laughs> Agreed. And and when we watch Belichick and Brady separate, and Brady goes to a Tampa Bay team that was in the outs and rebuilds that team and wins the Super Bowl that first year he's with it, and Belichick has been left in a cloud of dust and a Hardy Ohio silver ever since. I don't know that this guy's. Uh, trade value, you know, or or overall coaching value is as high as people are giving him credit. Me, honestly, I don't think
1: I'd give up McCarthy for Belichick.
2: I would agree with that, too. And I think there are a lot of the the Cowboy fans that feel, or Cowboy players, that feel the same way.
1: Yeah, I don't think, uh, because again, look at Brady. I think when Brady went to uh, Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay had won like four games a year before. So he didn't go to this great team. Like he just went and brought that kind of championship greatness with him and everybody knew what to expect. You know what I'm saying? When you see the oldest guy being the hardest working guy on the I mean and Belichick, like players these days, they need somebody that's why Andy Reed is so dope. Because Andy Reed's tapped into the mind of these new young players. Belichick's too old school. Like, I remember seeing this thing with Andy Reed. Andy Reed was saying like how he gives these guys a break. For them to go check their phones. He's like, you can't keep these guys away from their phones for three hours. I was like, holy crap. But right. that's why they respect them so much. Like Belichick's never been a player's coach. You and I
2: think, I, mean? I think that's why we're young. seeing some some uh interesting uh team dynamics with the coach here in, in Minnesota as well, is he seems to have a younger, fresher approach on this. I mean, right. obviously we still have to see the, you know the jury's out. We need to come back next year with a winning season, a really good winning season, in order to make me, th- you know, have the faith restored. But yeah, right. Belichick, I think he's got a a, a more uphill See, and, and battle.
1: Honestly, I don't who would. Yep, and the same same thing with Pete Carroll. Yeah, like, honestly, I would take Pete Carroll in Dallas over
2: Belichick. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, but that's, Pete that's... Carroll's shown more <laughs> versatility in more places right, right, doing what he's done he brings, I, I I don't I wouldn't be surprised if this next season we don't see uh, if if Belichick isn't a, a coach, a head coach, do you think yeah, we're he, at that point? He, he, he
1: probably I I, I I think he might sit out Either that or somebody's desperate and they got the money because if nothing uh, I mean you know it's just still business, so it's like okay, if this guy, the talk of it, if this talk guy can get us ratings and we can get more money or whatever, or we get more fans to come out, then that's still a part of it, too. It's like, look at what Russell Wilson did mm-hmm. in Denver. You know what I mean?
2: But do you think but that again, Bill Belichick is going to put seats or put butts in seats? Do you think he's going to sell tickets as a coach?
1: I think so because there's enough hype around. Wow. People love seeing a train wreck, also.
2: Yeah, there's that. I just can't stand the arrogance. Uh, you know, he obviously had a reason to be arrogant when he was leading a team that was just dominant force in the NFL. Uh, but it was starting to bleed over, you know, uh, Childers here. I couldn't stomach his attitude and <laughs> acting like Belichick to uh, media and the fans that you don't get to question yeah. me. Hey, give me a winning season, jerk, before you tell me I'm not right. allowed to question you. Belichick earned right. that right, but I don't know if he's got that same position. And if he comes into a team and starts copping a Belichick attitude uh, in a new new place and isn't delivering quickly, I don't know that he's going to yeah. find the love there that that he's no, going to hope for.
1: he's very... He seems very standoffish, man. And, again, he's old school. And these young guys, as tough as they are, they're very fragile guys, too. Like, they don't operate under those circumstances. You think about most of the guys who's winning, these old school coaches have conformed like Andy Reid or the coaches are pretty young and they relate. Some of these guys are, you know, damn near the same age as their players.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's getting there. We have we we have to take a quick break. Young
1: coaches now, man. Yeah, there's these guys are 45. You know what I mean? They they got players on their teams 38, 39 years old. Yeah,
2: no, you're not wrong. We have to take a break. Will you hang in? I want to talk about the injuries that we're watching on TV. I've gotten to the age where I'm starting to cringe, Adrian, when I see dislocated fingers, knees buckling. Should we continue to stay on those moments and replay them? What are your thoughts? I'd like to hear from you out there. Call or text 651-461-9226. Do we need more gratuitous violence on TV? Do we need to just keep watching those violent moments over and over again? We'll find out when we return right here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Mr. Lake has the night off. Sitting in, I'm Dave Schrader, Adrian Washington, with me, comedian, local entertainer, and you've got a big show coming up here. Uh, when is that going to take place, and how can people get tickets?
1: I am at the House of Comedy January 24th. It's Wednesday, January 24th. They could go to funnymanadrian.com and get tickets, or houseofcomedy.net and get tickets. It'll be a 7:30 show. I know it's Wednesday, but I'll have you back home in bed before bedtime. Yeah,
2: that's my perfect time. I love it. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, go see. If you haven't had a chance to see Adrian Washington, go see him. He just recorded his first uh, live concert show, which is going to be out later this year. If you'd like to go see him in person, make sure to go see him at the House of Comedy. All right, before the break, I brought up the fact that um, – We've got uh, uh, some violent imagery that's popped up over the last three, four games here. Some
0: brutal
2: hits, dislocated fingers, buckling kneecaps. It's it's gruesome to watch. And I don't know—is there an age you hit when you just can't take it anymore? As a kid, Adrian, I seem to live for these moments. Now I'm crawling underneath the blankets. I've always kind of been squeamish about that. And another thing is, like, people don't—most people are eating
1: while watching football. <laughs> Yes, yes. Then, then, like, that'd be my thing. I'm just like, if I just ate this chicken bone and I see uh, a bone do something it ain't supposed to do. Yeah. Whoo, oh. You know what I mean? And and it's weird because they used to be pretty good. Like, I used to show it, like, over and over. I was like, why do they keep showing this hit and this guy's helmet popped off? Like, And on top of that, it's like, these people have families. You know what I mean?
2: Well, obviously I think and, what they're doing is they're trying to keep the ratings while while they're clearing the field of what's going on. You know, people that's when they're gonna get up and go to the restroom or they're gonna go grab something to eat or they're gonna switch channels. But if they keep oh, showing that misery over and over again, people are more apt okay. to hang in and watch it. I cannot do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I I think it's the opposite, man. I don't I, I've I've sat around quite a few people. That I haven't heard anybody really celebrate like let's let's keep watching that part you know what i mean because me i'll turn the channel myself if they keep showing and they used to be really good like the last couple years they were really good about going to commercial during that you know what i mean yeah and i think it kind of depends on who you are too weirdly
2: well you know what it is it's also what's going viral if they're watching that that's the clip that 20 million people are watching after the game then let's just keep them focused right here i uh i'm curious folks Call or text six five one four six one nine two two six. Are you? Do you enjoy those violent moments? Do you like watching that happen and the replays? It, and I often wonder how many times should we play that scene over and over? And obviously we had the tragedy that hit last year when a player goes down and is, uh, his heart has given out. At what point do we break away from that? And like you said, there are family and friends watching this game mm-hmm. concerned. Um, maybe you know when a, a finger's dislocated and knee buckles it's not as traumatic uh to see uh, happen, but oh, the brutality is crazy,
1: but you gotta remember too, man. these guys are like the closest things to barbarians, so you know you can you can see and then and like the mic'd up you you get to watch hard knock sometimes you hear this guy was playing with this, and they're just like there's not too many guys like take me off the field, so it's a different. It's almost like what they signed up for. You know what I mean? It's it's, yeah. it's a whole nother attitude, and us who are watching it is like I didn't like I can't stand to see like the ankle do the thing or a knee. You know what I mean? Like when <laughs> when I see a foot go away, a foot's not supposed to go. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Like, and, and it's one thing to show hits. Like I don't mind a good hit if somebody laid a good right. hit on you and it was a fair hit. But when you got bones doing things they
2: are not supposed to do, <laughs> and ligaments like Nah, oh. bro. Yeah. When you watch somebody. <laughs> Tackle into a thigh and the thigh wraps around the head. That's not supposed to happen. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. This guy is the true Cinderella story happening. Although I was kind of flabbergasted. They showed him coming out at the beginning of the game. And as he's coming up the tunnel, he, he takes something out. I'm guessing smelling salts, snaps it, huffs it, and then drops it and goes, yeah, and goes running out on the field. And I was like, what did I just watch? what what just happened what kind of first of all, I need that for my 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 start every morning because that guy was in a whole nother level, but this season has been a roller coaster for the bucks, and Mayfield has changed the game his contract and you know why he and you know why he did that because he knew when he smelt that
1: salt or whatever, and he had that kind of energy if he didn't go out there and win, he was probably done.
2: Yeah, there is that. And and it you know wasn't I mean? just a win. 32 to 9. A
1: year. Oh. Yeah. And so he was playing from a mode of desperation.
2: I like this this setup. Now, honestly, you bring in this quarterback, you need him to be something And it's incentivized throughout the entire deal, which every quarterback's got different incentives in in doing this. But when you hear these $5 billion contracts, just insane amounts of money being paid to players that you don't even know if they're going to make it through their first season, it seems like some of these guys get cushy. Remember our Randy Moss issue we had here in Minnesota. Randy Mm -hmm. plays when Randy wants to play. Well, let's incentivize. I like the fact that you got this guy coming out. He's got a good, decent contract for what he was coming in to do. He just pocketed yep. an extra $250,000 for beating the Eagles, which you would think there would be a little bit more incentive on beating a championship right. team like that. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay defense kind of stole the show, but, but Mayfield's arm, man, that was on fire. He completed 22 yeah. of 36 passes through three touchdowns, racking up over 300 yards, and that is and a comeback. To,
1: and, again, he had to play lights out, man. If Baker wouldn't have won that game, he probably wouldn't have got re-signed.
2: Or he'd be starting for Minnesota next year. (laughs) <laughs> you guys love getting guys when they're, they're on their way out. Right? Oh, we do. We do. And they're always good for we squeeze the juice one more time. We get them one more year, and they bring us to the promised land, and then uh, we we lose it. It's brutal. But I saw that happening. And uh, now to look at his future contract too, right? I mean, it's looking sweeter by the day for this guy. Throwing numbers this right. season are off the charts. 4,044 yards, 29 touchdowns, and just 10 interceptions. Uh, the the sport Track, I guess, they're predicting a deal that's going to be worth around sixteen point four million per year for Mayfield if he continues but you know to what? prove
1: that's this. like low for quarterbacks. That got oh, forty,
2: right? No, no, you know I mean? so I, I know like, that
1: it's like to us, it's like wow, but like that's like very low for quarterbacks in the NFL for the elite. You know what I mean? You
2: mean for radio show hosts and comedians? That's a yeah, that is a pretty <laughs> high amount of pay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I do know. I know some comedians are getting that number, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, May, the, the nice thing is, Mayfield wants to stay in Tampa. Yeah, so it's I think good. He's, I think he's
1: very comfortable, and if nothing, he's definitely gave them a. a, a a new light, you know what I'm saying? So I think and the, the thing about football, man, is just like, you know, same look what happened to Flacco, you know what I mean? Right. Like Flacco was just on the couch chilling and just kept himself in shape. And he was one game away from having that same story we're talking about with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's somebody they brought in mid-season, and he just came in and just won like every game he played except for the playoff game
2: unreal it's it's, a sport that man you got to have the you got to have the strength to stay in it you got to be a warrior a gladiator every week on that field there can't be times that you take off and you could watch teams huffing and puffing the last couple of days during these playoffs they were I got to give it a lot of the teams were playing their hearts out even when they didn't need to they didn't let up and you know there was some controversy uh and, and maybe you guys could help me I can't remember who the team was it was just a like a week or two ago, the team was just destroying, and then they went for it one more time to just
1: uh, without. Yeah, that was a, I think that was the Saints. And they brought Jamison Winston in, and they were going to be in, they went like they were going to be in victory formation. Right. And he gave the ball off to the running back. And he said he did it because that was his friend, and he hadn't scored a touchdown. But it's like, okay, if that's the point, then actually get in line to, make it seem like you're actually going to run a play. Don't go down in victory formation and have the defense sitting there thinking like you're just going to take a knee and then you hand the ball off. Like if you're going to do it, at least earn it like a man. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah. Trick trick plays though, right? I mean, that's kind of what people yeah. love about this is how how can you sucker the other team into doing something stupid and you take it. Right. I, you're right. In that situation, I get it. But I also think it's kind of the point that I don't I don't want any team to let up. I'd love to see a 72-point game. On one side, I just want to see somebody humiliate Because here's the deal: oh, it's not fair. they oh, stop with the fair. You signed on to play a game. You go out, you play, you get beat, you get beat bad. Get the get yep. the integrity. If you don't like it, stop to, it. Right. Get back up and stop them from doing that.
1: Yeah. You know. I remember, To used to say that when he played with Dallas, they were like he celebrates too much. He's like, if you don't want me to celebrate, stop me from scoring touchdowns.
2: That's right. Exactly. You know I mean? Get out there, do your job. And if you get beat brutally, there shouldn't be the, oh, let's pedal back. I'm all for letting the second yeah, string, lead. third string, maybe even a couple cheerleaders jump in and try a couple of moves. <laughs> but for, you know, I don't believe that you let up. If the cheerleaders can score, they should score. Right.
1: <laughs> that's old school barbarian, too. Right. That don't go no more, days. Yeah. Well,
2: that's what the uh, – listen, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, I saw them suiting up. If there would have been five more minutes in that game, they'd have been in. You know
1: what? I knew you had to say something. <laughs> I've been getting memes for two days. You know what? Dude? Oh, oh.
2: I, think, I think they're called memes the way I've been sending them over to you. Adrian, thank, thank you, you so much. much, buddy. I appreciate you joining me, and I hope people will come on out. Tell people again where they can see you, when, where, and how. I will
1: be at the House of Comedy in Mall of America, fourth floor, um, January 24th. It's a 7.30 show. I will be the headliner for this show, along with some very other funny comics. But you can go to funnymanadrian.com and get tickets, or you can go to houseofcomedy.net and get tickets. Tickets are only 16 bucks. so... Come out, have a great
2: time. Yeah, that's an amazing deal. Go get tickets. Thank you, Adrian Washington. When we come back, let's talk about another coach that's in the headlines. Tomlin walks out of his press conference. What does that mean for his future? We'll talk about that next year on News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Dave Schrader filling in for Lake. We're talking a little football here as we wind down the hour. We are talking coaches over the last hour here as well. Let's talk about the drama that unfolded with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. You know the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, Coach Tomlin took it to heart, and he made quite the headline with it.
1: Like you have
2: a year left on your contract? Yeah, asked about his contract. He just picked up and walked out. When are they going to realize that we need to put a microphone in the audience for the uh, questions? Every one of these audio drops from the (laughs) media suck. Yeah, right? It's, It's just like insane doing that it, it, it is because when you listen to it, it
3: it's like the, it's like the teacher from charlie brown except it's at a much lower volume
2: great brian regan has a great uh comedic bit about it and he's talking about uh yeah let's uh go ahead yeah we thought that way too next question <laughs>
3: you don't yeah, know what and, they're and, even and asking you're about. just you're kind of like well what question was it i mean you could pretty much do your own mystery science theater 3000 bit with
2: exactly it, you know well after the Steelers' playoff dreams went down the drain with a 32 to 17 loss to Buffalo, reporters were gearing up to talk about the future, but that's when Tomlin's contract came into play and he just did not like the fact that they that they turned it to that, which again, that's not the moment to start talking about your job. Time and place. Let's talk about the game. Yes. Let's talk about what unfolded. Not, hey, how does it feel to know that you might be out of work tomorrow? Yeah, you just lost a playoff game. Yeah, How does it feel? Yeah. That, oh, by the way, yeah, what about you, Joe? I get it, I get it to a degree, but you know let's talk about the game. let's talk about what happened. Coach. can you explain to us why how did the defense fall in this case mm-hmm. what, yeah. was it the cold weather was it the what do you attribute these situations to? Get some answers moving, get the thing going and and at the end of this at the end of the day, coach, how are you feeling about the opportunity of coming back here again? I think he's got one year left on his contract if I'm right, yes, uh, I believe
3: it goes through twenty twenty
2: four right and and there's rumblings about a split, and that started. I think in the latter part of 2023, they were already kind of talking about that might happen if if there wasn't more winning going on. Now here we sit, postseason 2024. Tomlin's in evaluation mode. Is he going to stay? Is he going to seek out a new team? Is he going to take a coaching hiatus? Uh, but I guess he's. You said he has come forward to tell his team he will be back next year.
3: Yeah, uh, according to several reports out of Pittsburgh, you know, Mike Tomlin told his coaching staff and his players that he plans to coach the team in twenty twenty four yeah he's got one more he's got one more year left on his contract and if there's any team that's going to have stability in their coaching staff it's the pittsburgh steelers they went from you know who was uh it was what was it yeah i just want to make sure i've uh i had it uh i had it right from I believe it was, uh, was it Chuck uh, Chuck Knox to um, Bill Cowher
2: to Mike Tomlin? Yeah. So they've only had. But Tomlin's been with the team for 10 years now, right? So, you know, are we starting to get stale? Do you start to see a position when you go in and you take a drubbing Chuck like Null.
3: this? It was, yeah, it was Chuck, Chuck Knoll, coached the team from 69 to 91, 14 years for Bill Cowher. And yeah, now what, 16? What'd you say?
2: But I thought it was around 10 years that Tomlin's been.
3: And I said that, he, well, he was the Vikings defensive coordinator before he went to Pittsburgh. Right. And it looks like he's been there since 2007.
2: Wow, already. Holy. But cow. I mean, I, I,
3: at what point do you lose that message? Yeah. But I feel he's going to be given all of the opportunity in the world. And, and you guys did a good job of talking about players coaches earlier. I feel like he's a players coach. Because he's still a very, in coaching speak, I mean, he's very young. He's only 51.
2: Right. He's a young dude. But if you're you're kind of spinning wheels, things aren't going your way. Again, do you take the hiatus, take a year off to reevaluate, see where you want to go? Obviously, he has one year left on his contract. Fulfill that contract. Try to go out on a winning deal. I don't believe in just walking away either because that kind of looks like I'm taking my ball and going home. So I, I'm all for a guy – Trying out that last year, they, they're obviously, they're on the precipice. They've got a good team. It fell apart for them, man. It happens. Any given Sunday, you know, and and that's what we look at when we're playing these kind of games. You think things are going to go one way, they go completely the other. Look, I didn't know how to fall or feel on the whole Kansas City situation. Was, was Mahomes going to play like Mahomes? And he stepped up and he played playoff Mahomes football, right? And he's a totally yeah. different guy when he hits the playoffs. So, you never know what you're really in for. You just got to throw it out there, do your absolute best. Uh, what's to say, if TJ Watt was playing for the Steelers, they might have won that game, guys. Agreed. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, that, I too. mean, I
3: was I was Buffalo really uh Buffalo had that thing in hand early, mm-hmm. but I give that team a lot of credit because Mason Rudolph is essentially the third quarterback that they had this year that came in and played solid for him. And yeah, he was one amazing. of the reasons why they, you know, they got into the playoffs. I mean, he,
2: that's what it's like to have quarterbacks that you could put in that keep winning.
3: I, I man, yeah. this was the year of the backup quarterback. And yeah. yeah, you have to give Mike Tomlin credit for what he did. Yeah, but at, at what point does the message become stale? Because in the NFL, I mean, they the old adage is coaches are hired to be fired. That's just you know, that's kind of the nature of the beast.
2: Andrew Graham will join us, the co-executive director of Big Ten Basketball Championships for Minnesota Sports and Events, when we return after the top of the hour. In for Henry Lake, I'm Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830-WCCO.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.